Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Life Church Podcast. In these episodes, you will hear encouraging messages from our weekend services. If you'd like to know more about us, watch a live stream, or find the closest Eastern Iowa campus near you, go to lifechurchnow.org. Okay, this morning, um, we're reading from the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. Uh, reading some passages here as we go into it. I think we have it on the screen. Thank you guys so much. Joshua chapter 5, verses 10 through 15, a story of when the children of Israel were coming out of the promised land, excuse me, coming out of the wilderness, going into the promised land. Coming out and of the wilderness into the promised land. And then things began to shift. Things began to change. And as we, as we go into the scripture, this is what it says in Joshua chapter 5, verse 10 and 15. It says, Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at the twilight of the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on that very same day. Now, verse 12, it says, Then the manna ceased on that day, on the day, and after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, no, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped. And he said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? I like that. What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandals off your foot for the place where you stand is holy and Joshua did so. So here they are, they're about, they're in the promised land, they're looking and the first thing they see in the distance, far distance, is Jericho, a fortified city needed to be conquered as commanded by God to Joshua and the children of Israel. But things were happening as they, as, that, as they got into this promised land, all of a sudden the manna that was with them for 40 years ceased. And they began to eat the produce from the land or, or things from the ground and things that, that God had promised and he would give to them. They began to take place and take part of that. And so things are shifting. Things are changing. Joshua's wondering, okay, we're in the promised land. Now, now what's next? There was, there was a stirring in the ground. There was a stirring in the land. There was a stirring in their hearts. Something was about to take place. Something was about to happen. The, the children of Israel and Joshua realized there's shifting going on. And to make matters more interesting, he has this encounter with, with, the, with the, the commander of the Lord's army. And he has this conversation with them. And they began to uh, speak about what are the next steps. If you read into Joshua uh, chapter 6, he receives instruction on what he's supposed to do to capture and to conquer Jericho. So there's a lot of stirring going on. There's a lot of things that are taking place. It's noticeable. It's very much full of evidence. And they know that God is about to do something. I'm so glad that how many are happy when, and when you know that God begins to stir something in your heart? 
God always is stirring. God always is wanting to let us know, to tell us what the next steps are. Some of you in this room this morning, as I was praying, I felt that God maybe in the past has stirred your heart, but it's been silent. But he wants you to remember the stirrings in your heart. Some of you will experience stirrings in your heart as you move forward. There'll be a sense of there's something new coming. There's, there's, a, there's a new destiny. There's a new horizon. There's a stirring that will begin to take place in your heart. And you realize something is happening. God is about to do something. I better pay attention to what he's saying and what he's doing. Because when God's stirrings take place, we have to pay attention. He doesn't stir things to just to stir things. But he stirs things to wake us up, to make sure that our ears are open, our hearts are open to receive even more than what what he is, is telling us he's going to do. Pay attention to the stirrings of God in your life. Because God does stir. You may be a young person. You may be middle-aged. You may be older. It doesn't matter. There's not an age limit on the stirrings of God. But when he does stir, it's because he's about to do something. And we've realized, my wife and I, we've learned how to pay attention to the stirrings of God. Because they are very, very important. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So God wants us to be aware. As God was stirring Joshua and his life and his people, he wants us to be aware of his stirrings. So important. As we read scripture, as we pray, as we come to church, we listen, we sense God is saying something to us. Be aware of his stirrings. You know, in our part of our lives, when we were serving, um, we were in Spain for 24 years. And the last six years, we were air directors. We had eight countries and 120 missionaries. So we were really, really busy. We, we were church planners as, as missionaries earlier on. We established several churches. And the last one well, we established several years ago, uh, 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 early on in the, in the 2000s, they began to reach out throughout the city of Madrid through home groups. It was the way that we could reach the city effectively. So we were establishing these home groups, and some of them grew, and others really, really grew. And there was one in particular that grew, and it was around 2013. This home group began to grow, and the pastors that, who became pastors of that church that were with us for years before when we established a church, they knocked on our doors, and they say, Gil and Gladys, would you come and help us with this new church plant? Well, as I said earlier, we were church, we were area directors, and we were in another season of ministry. We were traveling. We were busy. We had a lot. Of, I had, in other words, I already had a full-time job. And yet, this, this, they came to us asking, would you guys come and join us? And I said, well, we'll pray about it, my wife and I. So we began to pray about it. And then at that moment, we sensed the stirring of God. We sensed that something was moving. We, I wanted to initially say no because I had much to do. But all of a sudden the Lord said, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something here, here, Gil and Gladys, that you need to pay attention to. There's something that's going to happen and I want you to be part of it. There's something that's going to take place and I don't want you to miss what I'm going to do through your lives. How many don't want to miss what God is going to do through your life? Oh, I was about half of you. How many don't want to miss what God's going to do in your life? Or you want to miss it? I don't want to miss it. Whatever it is, I don't want to miss it. And so there we were praying, and then we said, we came back to them, to these pastors, and we said, yes, uh, we will help, we'll assist, we'll find the time, we'll, we'll make it happen. So I'm going to take you on a quick journey. 
If we have some slides here, I want to I want to show you. This was the home group. This is the home group that grew and grew, and they're in this really small storefront location. Um, I, I came in earlier uh, in the morning service just before, and uh, Pastor Rich took me through and he showed me his office. Oh, that's a nice office. Hey, that was about the size of our home group. That was, you know, the same. And these guys have a, anyway, so that was great. But here we are, this small little thing, and, and we're putting like 40, so if you, for those of you been in Pastor Rich's office, you know, f- figure, imagine 40 people in there consistently coming and coming. And one of the first things we had to do when we came on board, we said, yeah, we said, you know, we got to find a location. God was stirring us. We got to find a location. So we began to look and search. We found this location here on the north side. So this was the side of the church here. This is the front here. I mean, it used to be an old carpenter shop. So as we got in there, we opened the, 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 they call it a persiana. We opened the door there. And then the next slide, you can see the inside, how, how dirty and dusty. I mean, there was wood everywhere. It was, a, it was just, it was a mess. But we said, Lord, you provided this place. It became available. Let's move forward. So we began to move forward. And then we cleaned it all up and got it all painted and got all the dust and things. And it was wonderful. Then we began to have services. We began with a Sunday evening service. Starting out, brand new church plant, Sunday evening service. Then people, people began to come and come. And then we had to move from a Sunday evening to a Sunday morning. So we had a Sunday morning and then a Sunday evening service. Okay. And about a year and a half into it, um, God began to move. Something began to happen. Um, more people were coming. Then we had to go to two Sunday morning services and a Sunday evening service. And we're about two years into this church plan. And there was about 110 to 130 people per service. I'm so glad we never had the fire marshal come and visit our, we love them, we love them. But it, it would have been, so we had all these people, come, and, and during the service, you know, we had our song services and we had everything, uh, song that we're gonna sing, and God would just begin to move and sweep into that place. And then people were just wanting to sing more, and we weren't done singing. We kept singing more. And then um, uh, one of the things that began to happen, they call it a Jericho march. People were just like, marching around the whole place. We never taught them that. But there was such enthusiasm. And then people were getting saved. Marriages were getting back together. People were getting delivered. People were getting healed. It was an incredible time. And I thought, man, how do we go from a stirring to this? Because God was moving. He had something in mind. He had something he wanted to do. That's why, friends, you know, what you do in missions and through kingdom builders, and it's so important. There are eternal, there, there, are, there is eternal value to what we do and how we pray and how we contribute to God's kingdom. It means something somewhere around the world. And so we're so grateful, and God began to move. And it was an incredible time, and we were praising God. And it, was, it was just an amazing time. But then we realized, okay, now we got to find another facility. Because what we're in now, it's just, it was the kids' program. It was just no space, but we were happy, and the Lord was blessing. Then we began to search for another facility. As we began to search for another facility, we found one particular place, but then they said, well, this is good, this will work for us, and, but then we had some difficulties, and then we entered into a period of stagnation. It became, things became stagnant. Now remember, when the children of Israel, when they got into Jericho, or they got into the promised land, excuse me, they approached Jericho, they approached it, and, and, and in Joshua chapter six, the angel of the Lord told Joshua, here's the plan, here's the strategy. 
You're going to march around for six days, one time, around the city of Jericho. Just going to, you're going to be quiet. Not going to say anything. You're going to march around. And on the seventh day, you're going to march around seven times. And then after you march around seven times, you're going to blow the trumpets and you're going to shout and you're going to give this big, big, hey. And then God's going to move. Now, that was the strategy. They were supposed to conquer this city. And nowhere around the world you will find in anyone's military playbook, this is the way strategically to win and conquer a city. But it was in God's playbook. This was God's strategy. And I'm sure they felt that, man, this, God told us to come in, we're in the pro and how stagnant things are. Why are we going around, marching around, we gotta keep quiet on top of that. Why do we got to march around, march around? And it seemed like for them, nothing was moving, that they were maybe even wasting time. But it was so important for them to be faithful to God during the period of stagnation. That is so important. Because believe it or not, my friends, God does move when you think he's not moving. God is moving when you think he's not moving. And what appears to be stagnant on your end is not stagnation on his end. And so when we, were, when we were going through this, we found this property here, and we thought, this is it, this is perfect. We spoke to the owner, but the owners, he asked us the question, he said, well, who are you people? And he said to us, well, we said to him rather, well, we're a church, we're an evangelical church. His response to us was, evangelical church? Wait a minute, the church doesn't have no money. And he backed away, and he left us. And we began to search for one entire year. We were praying. We were doing uh, 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 over, uh, overnight prayer meetings. We call them the Helios, praying all night. We were saying, oh, God. And it felt really, really stagnant. Why would God bless us? And then all of a sudden, it appeared that he was leaving us. But that was not the case. We learn how important it is to remain faithful, to believe in the promises of God, to stay steadfast and remain in prayer, trusting and hoping and believing that God can do the impossible. A whole year plus went by. Then all of a sudden we got a phone call from that same owner of this property. And he says, uh, are, you guys still, are you guys still interested in this facility? We said, well, yeah, we're still, we're still looking, we're still interested, why? He says, well, we were, we were gonna you know, sell out to another Individual, but we found out that they were a part of the mafia and they had a whole mafia scheme going on. It was in the newspapers, it was in the newscast, and they got all, so the owners backed out. And for one year, can you imagine, how was it that they remembered the church that had no money? And that's the people they called. The church, that, so when they called us, we said, great. Man, we went in there, we negotiated, we bought the price down, and then as we got in, there was a lot of work needed to be done, and there it was several months later, we got into our inaugural service. The place was completely packed. People were just filling that place. We eventually went to two Sunday morning services here, and God began to continue to bless. What we thought was stagnant, it was just God preparing us for a better future. So when things become, doesn't mean God is silent. He's working. He's working. He's working. How many believe God is working? He's working. He will work. And we say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the work that you are doing. As Joshua continued his journey, the city of Jericho was just the beginning. There were more battles to be fought, more places to be conquered. 
And it seemed like, I would imagine to him, because it was his whole land, it seemed like it was an undaunting task, a staggering task. You know, in today's world, there are over three billion people that have never been reached with the gospel in the, in the Hindu and Buddhist world. There are 17 countries in Africa where there are no missionaries or any kind of missions organization whatsoever. Many countries in Latin America desperately need the gospel such as Nicaragua, Venezuela, and, and Uruguay. In fact, this past week we just uh, appointed a missionary to go back to Venezuela the first time after they closed the country. So God is moving. There are 0.2% Christian believers in all of Europe. And the multitude, millions of people that have never been reached in Asia Pacific. Never been reached. When we hear those stats, when we hear those numbers, we think, wow, that's staggering. It's to the point where we just want to back away and go home. But that's not what God asks us to do. In, in, in light and in face in, in, of, of just some staggering situations that sometimes you and I face in life, God is there and God is moving. We have to believe and we have to trust that even though when times become staggering, God is going to move and he's going to move in a great and powerful way. And the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, do not grow weary in well-doing for in due season we will reap if we don't lose heart. So when it's staggering, don't lose heart. Keep pressing forward. So now we were, the church began to grow. Uh, the same church that I just showed you adopted that same strategy of planting churches around in and around Madrid. And then there was one particular group that began to grow. It was in the year of 2020 during the pandemic, a very staggering moment and situation. And yet this group began to meet in this, out, in this uh, in the, uh, outdoor plaza. There was about 15, then 20, then 40 of them came. And then they realized, man, we're here. And, they, and there was no kind of facility that would rent them anything. And it was, it was struggling. It was difficult for them. But as they began to look and search, they realized God has to have something. Even during the pandemic, God has to have something. So during this pandemic, this facility, this building, they found this in this town called Camarma. It has, it was, it was, it's been abandoned for a while before they wanted to use it as uh, some kind of undesirable business. And so as this, we were looking and contemplating this facility, let's go to the next slide. I remember 10 years ago, a group of us stood in front of this facility praying that God would do something and God would preserve this place. And a missionary that was there stood up and said, God, may one day this facility be used as a church and become a church. Fast forward 10 years and we're praying. We go, to that, uh, we go to the mayor's office to inquire about the facility. And he says to us, well, stand in line because there's a lot of people that want this, this building. It, it, it's it's an, an incredible location. There was a bus stops in front on both sides leading to Madrid. I mean, this place was prime, prime, prime location. And we said, okay, let's get on our names on a list. And we began to pray. And as we prayed, and when they made the decision, the mayor's office came back to us and said, I don't know how, I don't know why, but we feel that this property belong and should belong to you. And so here it was a year and a half ago, we inaugurated this facility in a most staggering situation when this something like this should not happen, especially in Spain, could not happen, but God made it happen. 
And so here we are, we were still wearing masks, we had to be careful, and as we're here worshiping and praising God during the inaugural service, I wanna show you something real quick. My wife was speaking, uh, if you can see this guy right here, that's the mayor of Karmadama. He was attending our Sunday morning service and at the end my wife gave an altar call and he raised his hand to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In a staggering situation, God was on the move. It may seem impossible. It shouldn't have happened. But friends, our God can do anything. In the face of whatever you may be facing, trust God. Believe in him. What is stirring in your heart this morning? What do you sense God might be doing? What has been stirring in the past? Maybe you forgot about it. Maybe it's become so stagnant that you thought, oh, it's not important to God anymore. And friend, let me tell you, it is. Don't push away the stirrings of God. And if you enter into a waiting period, don't believe that God is not working, God is not moving. He is. He is. Hang on. Have faith, hope, and believe that God is going to move. We've seen it over and over. Things that weren't supposed to happen, happened because God wanted them to happen. He needed a man. He needed a woman that would stand in the gap, that would believe, that would trust, that would persist in prayer. And that would say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Use me. Consider what I could do, Lord Jesus. And when things become staggering, it doesn't mean we have to pack up and go home. It just means that a great miracle is about to take place. And God is going to do miracles. And God is going to do the impossible. So this morning I pray, my prayer for you is that whatever you may be facing, and as God will speak to your hearts in this next month about kingdom builders, whatever he would ask of you, Maybe it's in giving, maybe it's going on to a missions trip and being part of the outreach here. Man, whatever God does, whatever he says, do it. Because God will surprise and bless your life. So my prayer is that you would continually remain steadfast, keep the faith, and believe God for the impossible. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, this morning, and I thank you, Lord, for the campuses that are joining with us as well. That, Lord, your spirit would permeate and would touch and would move. That, Lord, you would remind us once again of your greatness. That our eyes would be set on things above and not things here on this earth. Let us realize, Lord, that what we do and how we contribute and how we, we participate has a worldwide impact here in America and across many, many faraway lands. Thank you so much for all you're doing and all that you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.